0: Hello and welcome to You Don't Know Lit! My name is Nick Argyris and Skrp, Mike Scratch. Happy 50th birthday, everybody. Mike Scratch. Mike, Mike, yeah, Scratch. Who's Mike Scratch? Scratch. Is
1: he our the new mic. Is Mike Scratch our new
2: co-host? Mike Scratch sounds like it could be a bond villain. Like Mike well, Scratch. Well, it's
1: me, Mike Scratch! I'm a high school math teacher. And here today, if you'd like to know about high school math, I'm your guy. Don't say Man, anything, Mike Joe, just let him new keep going. The of the podcast here on the <laughs> 50th podcast. Holy.
0: That's terrible. Welcome, lit heads, to our 50th episode. We got a real oh. doozy for you and a great theme, <laughs> uh, which is, of course, uh, what you do when something turns 50, which is gold. You, right. You do, do gold. gold when someone
2: turns 50. Yeah. Guys, our, our, happy golden anniversary. It happy is. Golden it's our golden
0: anniversary. Gold, happy golden anniversary. Uh, to, to celebrate this uh, momentous occasion in history, um, human history, uh, we have, of course, are bringing books with the theme of gold. And to help us yep. uh, find the best gold-based theme book, our two high school English teachers, Ian and Joe. Oh Nick, thank you for that introduction. My name is Joe Holshue, Lead heads.
2: Yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice. It was one of it our more okay. um, measured introductions, I would say. I it um, really plus.
0: planned out.
2: Well, we're matured. Like we're entering into a new era Ooh. of the show, right? Like we're fifty, 50 in? well, no, fifty episodes in, right? We've, mm-hmm. We're we're over the hill. Some might say. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Golden Years. I also
1: mean, like scratch. I'm on the co host. It's a good time to be here, guys. <laughs> I'm so happy to be oh, around. So
0: bad. You're a doctor, Ian. Right. Litheads, this is the
2: kind of maturity that you can look forward to in the next 50 episodes. Litheads, my name is Joe Holshue. I am a high school English teacher. And Nick, today, if you, well, I brought you a gift, Nick. And the gift that I brought you is the famous Ian Fleming novel. The last novel he published, the James Bond novel, The Man with the Golden Gun. Mm.
0: Gold in the title. So it, worked, it right works the for the theme. Right there. Ian? Mm-hmm. Hello, spies. My name is Dr. Ian DeYoung. I'm a spy school English teacher. And today, Nick, for our 50th episode, <laughs> I, stop I brought... you. <laughs> Yes, Go on, sing the theme song to, to James Bond there, uh, Joe. So dun, I sang dun, the first dun, few dun, notes, dun, and I'm pretty dun, sure dun, it was dun, the Mission Impossible Hey, we
2: can't gloss over Ian's <laughs> spy school English teacher. That's the best joke he's made in like six episodes.
1: <laughs> Ian, were you going to bring a book? I brought Ian Fleming's seventh James Bond novel. A novel that he published while he was still alive, a novel that has not been called one of his weaker efforts. Guys.
0: <laughs> Goldfinger. <laughs> like and I will note
1: that Goldfinger has gold, not only in the title, but right at the beginning.
0: It starts with gold. It starts oh. with gold. Wow. Looks Episod- like
1: this episode.
2: Yeah. Ends with finger. <laughs> May your earlobes turn into assholes and shit on your shoulders.
0: Hey, the plot doesn't fucking matter at all. This is what I think it's about. If
1: you look closely (laughs) enough, every author (laughs) was at some point a racist.
0: Audiobooks don't count, right?
1: All art is quite useless. (laughs) Who who told you that? Fun fact, that is how Joe laughs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I didn't realize we were just going to do a James Bond week.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Gold Week turned into James Bond so, Week really
0: quickly. Um, it was almost like it was a spy theme. It was right. like a secret spy-based theme. A secret theme. theme. It's oh. masquerading. No, spy. It's a spy. Alias. So it's like a disguise. Right. Like a spy would wear. How many disguises are in your book? Disguise is my favorite guys in the world. It's me, Mike Scratch. Is he Swedish? To answer your question, Nick, how many disguises are
2: in my book? There, there's a couple of uh aliases in my book like i don't know Mm. if it's really a disguise like james bond like goes and pretty much just wears a suit but he goes by a different name
0: yeah he never goes undercover does he
2: no james no you don't mean nobody makes james bond look stupid like you don't put james
1: bond in different clothes (laughs) you don't (laughs) dress him up as santa claus what's
0: that Sometimes he goes underwater, but that's not the same mm. as going undercover.
1: No, he looks no, cool,
0: right? Like, well, sometimes he goes undercovers, too.
2: Oh, this episode might get a little blue. Like these James Bond books are a little bit blue. Right. I, whoa, I was going to
0: say, how sexist are your books?
2: Uh, <laughs> my Mine is pretty sexist. Because Ian, I've never read
0: <laughs> any Ian Fleming, but I do know that the books are not super great <laughs> vis-a-vis. So equality. I feel like the movies
2: are pretty sexist. And my book was way more sexist than any James yeah, Bond yep. movie I've ever
0: seen. Yep. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever rewatched those older ones? They are shockingly sexist. <laughs> they are like, how did they put that on the, how did that not
2: just offend everyone?
0: Hmm.
2: Well, it just offended the women, which I guess was probably okay then.
1: <laughs> yep. We got to it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. You expect like you watch the movies and you're like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty intense there, James, what you're doing, what you're saying about the females. And then you expect the books somehow to be better. And they're not only not better, they're actively worse. And you can see that <laughs> somehow the movies toned it
0: down, even the really old ones. Really toned, toned it, down. it down. And you're like, wow. I love the phrase oh. actively worse. <laughs> um, welcome, Litheads, to uh, 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 You Don't Know Lit. Wait, hold on. I wrote a script. It came to me. You Hello, wrote welcome a to we don't know Lit. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, a, I wrote a script in the first instance of preparation
2: that Nick has ever done for this show. Listen to this. Let me let me you let me drop the thing on he here.
1: says every week. Well, it's our 50th After
2: episode. After 50 I thought episodes,
0: start, you
1: know what? This is focusing. not awkward enough. I need to make it wooden and stilted. Right, as an anniversary Hello, gift Lit to head. us. Welcome to you don't know Lit. My <laughs> name is. It's going
0: to sound like a sophomore presentation. <laughs> Welcome Lit Heads to You Don't Know Lit. Well, that already seems repetitive. Not a great start to the script. Now, this isn't a writing podcast, but maybe we, we should uh, do
2: some. Re- maybe a spinoff. Yeah, some like a little workshop. workshop it.
0: Yeah, we could workshop it. I'm just going to go ahead for it anyway. Welcome, Lit Heads, to You Don't Know Lit, uh, a weekly, or as we call it, a strongly podcast in which we select two books every week and force them into a theme and select a winner based on nothing more than a whim. Uh, as uh, the listeners, as you listeners have no doubt guessed, uh, we do have some rules to keep things in line. Uh, rule number one, only unavoidable spoilers, and that goes to both of you, Ian and Joe, uh, but you. I guess also the Lit Heads, don't spoil things for us. Yeah, do Rule number two, yeah. When you guys submit books, stop giving no, us the ending. Stop endings. starting with the ending. It's really <laughs> rude. Like it's, very it's rude. like almost like a thing, is they just say and he dies, and then they get it's, into it's, why we should read the you know, it's the, the little lithead
1: joke.
2: I, I might have talked about this on the show before. Please stop me if I have, but I had a student oh, we once will. <laughs> this is when breaking bad was on TV, and I hadn't seen all of them yet. And every time where he had a quiz where he was allowed to like uh, like generate sentences on his own for say like vocabulary or maybe grammar he would always write breaking bad spoilers because he knew i hadn't seen it yet
0: isn't that mean okay so that takes us to rule number two which is omit needless words joe um you're gonna want to really hone in on that one and then rule number three is winning isn't everything it's the only thing that's important here because we we will walk away with a winner today um, mm. um a lot of lo- more losers more right. losers, but one winner. Um, so with that, uh, Joe. Joe. Yes.
1: Yep. Joe. Joe.
0: Yeah. Joe. Yep. Now, is this episode going to get confusing because we're going to have two Ians on the show? Oh, I hope great so. question. Let's just call him Dr. Dribbles. Um, great. Love it. <laughs> Wait, we're calling Ian Fleming Dr. No, Dribbles? No, 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 no. Ian Fleming <laughs> is Dr. Dribbles. Uh, great. I think that's what it says on his grave. It's a callback joke. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh 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 joseph why don't you take 30 seconds perfect to uh describe awesome. your book to me in detail Alright, how much detail?
2: James Bond, Nick, has been compromised. After missing wow. and presumed dead, Bond shows Damn. up at Damn. MI6, Damn. But, Damn. <laughs> but something is off. He demands to speak with M, and after failing to assassinate his boss, is deprogrammed and sent on the most dangerous mission of his career to kill
0: the man with the golden gun. <laughs> Alright, that's your time. Uh... I wasn't listening. I was just kind of focusing on the song there. Uh, Ian, do you want to? I heard the
1: last words, which were "the man, the man with the golden
0: gun." Yeah, about a gold, gold Mm -hmm. because theme is theme. Yeah, Uh, Ian, your time has started. My book this week
1: includes the best and worst of James Bond. The worst, all of the misogyny, murder, alcoholism, and casual racism that characterizes Bond books. The best, a classic Bond villain, a dramatic midair showdown, and the most suspenseful game of golf ever described. For our golden episode, I brought Ian Fleming's seventh Bond's novel, Goldfinger, published in 1959.
0: Wow. I mean, I think we're here for the golf. That's for sure. Right? <laughs>
1: Let me just say, and this is not Arnold Schwarzenegger making his dire presence Uh felt. I read, I started reading this golf game, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to be a minor plot point. This is going to take up a couple of chapters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize golf was going to be so central to the plot of this book.
1: But like knowing Sean Connery and what Sean Connery is like, he loves golf and the
0: whole like, I don't know. It made a certain degree of sense. They made a creative decision to really commit to golf. Right. Um, Maybe, you know, the golf industry was flailing at the time.
1: And Ian Fleming was like, I'm sorry, Dr. Dribbles was like, I'm going to go all in on the golfing, rejuvenate (laughs) this national pastime. That's why they call me Dr. Dribbles. Sure. We're bringing in Sean
2: Connery. Yeah, absolutely. That Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. I read once, speaking of Mission (laughs) Impossible, I read once that the way that they write Mission Impossible movies is they just decide what tom cruise is good at at the time (laughs) and they put it into the script so like he always looks good running so he's always running but he but they're like hey tom cruise is really into motorcycles right now we should have something with motorcycles right i don't
1: see i don't buy that Mm. because there has never been a single mission impossible film in which tom cruise is really into or his character is really into um Scientology
0: and the sure. Well, they try to, I don't avoid know if that, that would be a very, but he does movie. like to wear masks. So that's why, at least, mm-hmm. he has really malleable, malleable skin. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't like to share all the secret sauce ingredients, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like to kind of wrap. Ramp up to something kind of exciting at the end of the episode, and that golf seems like it really fits the bill. So, Joe, why don't you get started? <laughs> yeah, and then, I would. You know, we'll just save that, for, you know, best for last. You know, well,
2: I
1: certainly don't want to follow golf, so I am very oh happy God, to this week. I I can't follow golf; it's too it's too complex. Right. It's a joke on the word "follow." Anyway, go ahead, right. Joe.
0: Right. you're is in
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a, Nick and Ian, as an anniversary gift to you, as a fiftieth anniversary gift, as a as a hallmark of you and I and I and mm-hmm. you, you and, and I LVMS, and I, you and I and I and you, sitting across from each other uh you know, remotely every week for the last year. I brought a game for you. It's a gift, nice. but it's a game. I call this game the name game and mm. this is how it works. I am going to give you a name. That name is either a James Bond character or a <laughs> porn star. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah okay. I think we
0: knew that as, that's what we were inevitably coming to. I'll say this, Joe. I very yep. nearly came up with this game independently of you. Oh, Decided I, I, not to. So uh, glad what, I didn't. Oh, is that because you both brought uh, uh, James Bond books? Mm. <laughs> when,
2: when I came up with this game, I had a very real fear that Ian was going to bring the exact same game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just no, totally a different
1: game, Which we'll get to
2: fantastic wow. all right so the way this game works very 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 simply like if i say for example pussy galore we of course know that that is a
0: character a, and a car- ca- character and a, goldfinger a a
2: character thank you very much if i say for example oh i don't know um well i i, I want to save my porn stars all right so <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so um i've got the first one are you gentlemen ready Born ready. So ready.
1: honey rider honey rider uh, Joe, what mm-hmm. is a James Bond character? Mm-hmm. Ian, You seem confident from the film, Dr. No, and the book, Dr. No,
2: <sighs> Nick, wow. uh, Ian, Ian sounds like he's not sure. Nick, I think you we're on Ian and I are on the way? same team on this one. Okay. Okay. Honey Rider is, of course, I shouldn't say, of course, I didn't know that before I made this game up is, <laughs> of course, a James Bond villain. I have I've a got question. another one for you. I have a question.
0: Yeah. I have a question about the show rules. Mm-hmm. Are we saying that this isn't a porn star? Oh, good question. Yeah, have you ruled all these out, Joe? <laughs> I have not done diligent champions. research. I've only verified. That seems them like them a lot of
2: research. You might not particularly
1: be interested in doing.
2: Or another, I've only verified them one way or another. <laughs> so, so, Nick, I heard some googling <laughs> in the back. Is Honey Rider also a porn star?
0: I, I'm not going to look these up. I'm getting, uh, you have my no, whole confidence. We're, we're trusting Joe. you on this one, Joe. Yeah, yeah. that's all only right. going to lead to um, places that I don't want to go. So, all right, I've got another one for
2: you. Lavender peacock,
0: <laughs> lavender peacock, huh? I'm gonna go porn star. Ian, which one are you gonna guess, Doctor Ian DeYoung? Are you gonna guess, um, uh, James Bond character or porn star?
1: <laughs> I think I'm gonna guess adult industry professional.
0: Ah, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. That rings a bell. I feel like Joe's tricking uh-oh. us here. Be careful, Ian. This might be a honeypot. <laughs> this is every once he in a while you trapping see like, us right now you'll see an <laughs> interview it. with
2: a porn star joe and you're if you're like, a cop you're like, you have
0: <laughs> to
1: tell us
2: <laughs> yeah. um lavender peacock is a character in a james bond novel uh license renewed it's actually i believe the first james bond novel not written by ian fleming it's like one of the doctor Dribbles. but i'm sorry dr jibbles yes okay so um you guys are
1: one and one <clears throat> congratulations ian okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the pull the escape hatch on that one because uh is it a bond novel if it's not by ian fleming dr dribbles i don't think so i was reading about Mm. i was reading about a a, like a a bond novel authorized by the estate of ian fleming and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's not hit that's not
0: anyway continue joe i would say yes because there's been quite a few movies that are not books correct Like I feel like a lot of Bond novels came after the what I think Ian Fleming wrote twelve or thirteen of these things, and I feel
2: like there's been (laughs) quite a bit more
0: when an author dies like that, are they just like ransacking his house, right? Like they are like fucking <laughs> oh, flipping kind of. everything. They are just cutting like drywall out of the walls and they're like, where's the secret novel? Like where is notes? Oh, it has to be. Well, and not only
2: that, like it has to just be ravenous. It has to like, <laughs> like, you know, when, when people's grandparents die, when people's parents die, you know, there's always these big feuds in the family as they all like try to get the armoire or the dining room table. Right. Imagine it's the same for Ian Fleming, except they're all trying to get the intellectual property right
1: <laughs> yeah this is actually sure something which one of the one of the more reputable elements of like literary scholarly literary research is looking at people's old papers and identifying oh hey that is the draft for a novel that they never published and it's actually pretty good so right. let me get permission and publish it like that's right. a whole that's a whole subfield of literary research which
0: i think is kind of legit like, let me get their high school papers,
1: well, I mean, well, like, their that high school happens. Papers. That like happens.
0: the novel in the drawer, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. well like yeah. when when tolkien when Tolkien died, well, his son Christopher just kept publishing his dad's old papers for like literal decades, and people mm. bought it, sure, to it up, so yeah, that makes sense. The money's there, follow the money,
0: <laughs> so my dad's my dead dad's old work too, <laughs> Third day, for, for yeah. millions
1: of dollars. People will do that with our Butler book when we die uh, tragically in a dirigible accident in a few years. Oh,
2: dirigible!
1: Yeah, people will like comb through the the audio files of this show and try
0: and reconstruct. Mm. too many butlers right right from spell out the narrative sure. I, yeah. I think you're i think you're onto something ian in, in the sense that we will never see that book see successful while we are alive <laughs> right but it's going it's bound to be a posthumous classic i've got right. another name for you guys okay. uh, hugo <laughs> drax hugo hugo drax drax drax, drax. sounds sexy to I me i'm gonna say porn star there is oh, an differ with it. you there i think i think that's a bond guy okay, okay. i think
1: he's a villain Who's definitely a Bond villain. <sighs> a Bond villain. I'm
2: just going to keep kissing porn. I've got another one with an X in it for you, Nick. Okay. Lola Fox.
0: Lola okay. Fox. That sounds like porn. I think I think these are
1: all Bond. I I think that's the point of this game. i to That these names all porn. sound like...
0: Oh, is this a trick game? Oh. It's a rhetorical game, Joe. Well, we're on to your <laughs> tricks. Are you trying to teach us something? <laughs> <laughs> Secret how se- dare you secretly how sexist Ian Fleming is
2: oh <laughs> uh, um uh, Lola Fox is the only porn star name that I put on this list I oh. I was actually thinking of making a game that was uh let me just give you some other mm-hmm. ones Domino Vitale Mary Goodnight one girl is just named Trigger uh Persephone Proud I thought was a pretty fun one Burt Saxby Mr. Big and Jack Sprang Jack Sprang is a pretty good name yeah yeah. So, um, so this is my very first James Bond book that I've ever read. Uh, so I had hmm. no idea what to expect.
0: It was. Hey Joe, be- before yeah. you get into your book, um, yep. I just wanted to thank you for that that game. That oh, was really nope. fun. Okay. And classy for do, our 50th. Do, th- do you mean
2: that, or are you be? Or are you being? Well, that's mean. up to you. That's
0: <laughs> up to you to figure out.
2: Oh God. <laughs>
0: Joe, how did you like your first Ian Fleming book? I thought Dr. it Dr. Dribble's was book. quite a bit of fun. That, that would be my short
2: review on this. This okay, book right. well, was that's good. My turn. quite a bit of yeah. fun.
0: <laughs> it will be Ian's turn now.
2: <laughs> okay, so I, I've seen a handful of James Bond movies. I'm not a fan by any means, but like I came of age in the... Oh, the Pierce Brosnan, James Bond age. And Mm. I don't know how they all compare to each other, but I feel like some of those Pierce Brosnan movies were kind of stinkers.
1: I know that I've seen (laughs) some stinkers. That might be a bit of an understatement, but yes. Yeah. So I I always thought
2: James Bond was kind of like a campy, over-the-top, like self-indulgent kind of like silliness, like a venue for
0: silliness. A romp.
2: Yeah, but a romp implies that it's more fun than some a man,
0: of those. A manly romp with yeah, just sure. a big, just a big man romp. Yeah, Nick's <laughs> words. <laughs> Not That's mine. how I describe it anyway.
2: Um, I was when I read this book when I read The Man with the Golden Gun, written in 1965, probably about oh I don't know 200 pages tops. I, I flew through this thing. Um, I I thought it was kind of a blast. Like it was instead of like this very silly spy who does over the top things. What I got was a pretty competent secret agent who had a job and set about doing it in a no nonsense way. A problem solver is what you're saying. It was a bit of a page turner. Okay. And Nick, I just want to give you a list of things that exist in this book that I think you're going to like.
0: I love it. All right. I'm ready for your list.
2: All right. There is amnesia in this book. Like at a certain point, James Bond does not remember who he is because he is amnesic. There is, and I'm just going to bounce through these.
0: There That's is fun. That's st- I love that. Yeah, yeah classic. There is a train fight in this book. <laughs> well, we got to stop on this one. Stop your bouncing, Joe, for a second. Mm-hmm. Now, yep, heard, these two trains... Are they on the same <laughs> track or do they, are, like, is a side by side? Do they have I gloves? went to Japan once and the trains are so close to the, mm-hmm. uh, like, the trains on the two tracks are so close that I could see a fight breaking out. Right. Or, like, it's really scary when you're in one and the other
2: one passes, especially mm. because in Japan, that's right. probably a combined speed of, like, 300 miles per hour.
0: Right. Per second. Um, <laughs> so it's like that
2: um okay so that's one interpretation of a train fight
0: this so is that's a, a really cool fight. interpretation of a train yeah fight. right this is a
2: fight on a train where they're like going between different cars and like things are getting oh, turned okay. over okay right? gotcha yeah. so a more okay. traditional train fight. a more traditional gotcha. right okay uh, there's assassination obviously there's poison bullets right so bullets that don't <laughs> just shoot you but then poison you having hit you
0: i just picture like somebody just like taking each bullet going out into a forest and just rubbing them over poison ivy just okay and then putting them nice. into the gun is it if like this that? doesn't
1: kill them at
0: least they'll be real itchy
2: yeah if you get rid of poison ivy and replace it with the venom of a snake that the man kills with his bare hands you are correct <laughs> that that actually happens at a certain point right like um a bad guy kills a snake very competently i might add like fights a snake and kills it and then poisons the bullet with you know the poisonous parts of the snake. I guess the
0: The teeth.
1: I'm sorry to keep interrupting. I don't mean to like kind of question your expertise, but you say, you say specifically he kills the snake very competently. Right. Right. What gives you the right? How do you know? How would you classify something as a competent killing of a snake? Right. Oh, that, that's I, I a think fair you're question. showing your
0: ignorance here, Ian. There, there is a very. Oh, I'm way sorry. To kill are you snake. guys both expert, expert snake murderers? Yeah, I was thinking a gun to the face. Joe, is that what oh, he did? Yeah. Oh Just no, shooting
2: well, it. So it's the man with the golden gun that kills it. So he like, of course, like pinpoints it from really far away and then he takes out his knife and he skins it. But when they describe him skinning it, like it's like one slice and then like peels the whole skin off, you know, like he's not taking it off in pieces, like, mm. you know, like peeling a, I don't know, an oh. eggplant or something.
0: Yeah. Like, um, like you, uh, what's one thing that you want to take off with one, like one layer, like one peel. A banana. Also a (laughs) snake.
1: (laughs) He kills a banana with a knife? Or no, no, no. He shoots shoots a banana with a poison bullet. That's it.
2: Um... Yeah, there's it's there's like the KGB, there's cabals and cartels, there's cyanide capsules, the whole thing sets it, it
0: is in Jamaica. It's got it all, uh, is what you're saying, Joe.
2: Yeah, it's got it all. Nick, at one point there is a woman tied to the train tracks, and the train <laughs> has to be stopped so that she is not killed.
1: Well, so this good. book that's has good. like
2: that's all in two hundred pages. Like this. I'm gonna book, borrow a
1: an wait, expression this is a from price. from Nick here and say mm-hmm. the year was nineteen twenty-one.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There was it a, tied a, to the train tracks? Yeah, I got it. And so, this is a 200 page book.
2: Uh, I don't know how long it is. It was about a four hour audiobook. Wow. That's inc-
0: <laughs> it's incredibly short. Okay, it's so really short. All of a sudden. This is like a f- <laughs> sorry if you said that earlier, I, but no,
2: I don't think I did. Yeah, it's it, like so. It was a four hour audiobook. I bet it's under 200 pages, right? That's.
0: So, this is you're really not getting to anything, huh? This is just a surface level romp. Now, but, right. Okay, this is what I and maybe you know get into this, but this is what I know about the book bond. Mm-hmm. The book bond, the bond mm-hmm. book. He's an alcoholic and has severe issues. Mm. Now, do these stories arc? Does this saga I- arc? Okay, mm. that's a good question, Nick. Do you know anything about Do you know anything about this because wait you said your, yours is the first book No Dr No is the first book
1: Yeah mine mine is the 7th Joe's is the last published right like, written by him
0: So he's not by the last book Joe he's not a full on raging alcoholic or is he He, Okay so Is he relapsing I, uh, Allow me to levy a
2: criticism against my own book here Mhm When Oh so allow he, it Yeah, thank you. Ian Fleming wrote this in life, but the way that Ian Fleming wrote books is he would first like heavily outline them. He would get everything in place that he wanted to. And then like once the draft was kind of approved by his editor, like he would bounce it back and forth with his, you know, the editor that he worked with, uh, then he would go back through and flesh everything out. Like he would add all of the detail when he went back through. He died between like the draft and the detail. (laughs) right and so his editor ended up finishing this book um his editor ended up finishing this book like in ian fleming's like official obituary it says he has finished one more book it will be released it's called the man with the golden gun i guess they thought that was a good piece of
0: press yeah good piece of pr what that's oh that makes me sick wow on his deathbed they were hawking copies huh
2: hey wait, wait till we tell you about harper lee's published book oh no wait till we tell you about ghosts out a Watchman. um <laughs> i have no idea how it compares to other bond books fair uh, enough and the review of the reviews of it at the time were like tepid like they're always described as like polite but you know but but not particularly <laughs> positive on it yeah like the dude had just died <laughs> Like they weren't going to be like... Uh, you know there was hey,
0: some asshole out there who just tore it apart.
2: <laughs> hey, Ian Fleming, national hero. His last book is yeah. horrible. This no, book like, is it's- about
0: as cold as Ian Fleming's dead corpse. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> oh. Wait, guys. Ian Fleming's dead. You know what that means? Oh, big fan of the show. Big fan he, of the show. He's oh, big endorse- big
1: I'm not sure fan. we want this endorsement, but I guess we have to live with it. Ian Fleming, proud lit head.
2: There's Jamaicans in this book. Like this whole book is set in Jamaica. And this isn't really an Ian Fleming like slam. I think it's more the audiobook that I listen to. Oh, God. The guy that <laughs> reads.
1: Oh, dear. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> oh, no.
2: So I, the guy that reads this audiobook, the Jamaicans all have what can only be described as like. Do you mean the white guy who reads it? No, the, the British white guy who yeah, reads it. Yeah, of course it. he's British. All yeah. the Jamaicans have a Welsh accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like like at first you hear it and you're like wait where are they and then like, the only happening? thing is he's saying like
0: man <laughs> <laughs> that's well, a, a fun mashup yeah um, that was a fun mashup <laughs> uh, so does this book uh, have any um, anything to it any substance at all uh, th- this book yeah, uh, uh, just, just so we're clear just so I don't want anybody to be misled by my question that's okay I'm just asking. Oh, yeah. So that might be the
2: last thing I want to say about it. There's a lot of times, like, when I bring a book to this show, like, you know, there's always, like, the stuff that happens in the book, like the plot, but then there's the stuff that the book's actually about, right? And sometimes we call this secret learning. Sometimes we call it, like, there's all sorts of things like that, Mm. but, like, there's the stuff the book is actually about. So in this book, like, the stuff that it does on the tin, the stuff that it says on the tin is, James Bond has to go to Jamaica to kill an incredibly dangerous assassin. Like, that's that's what it's about. And it's Sweet. about him going to Jamaica, finding an assassin, or this particular assassin, I guess, and, like, hunting down the most dangerous assassin in the world. But, like, the deeper meaning of this book... I do not think exists. Like I think this book is, I think this book is about James Bond going to Jamaica, hanging out with a bunch of Welsh Rastafarians and then like, and then hunting down the most dangerous
0: assassin in the Killing world. Killing bad guys. I, like, but isn't that what you want out of a James Bond book?
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I'll just
0: end this on kind of a, um, a mix up of all the one star reviews I've been reading. Yeah. There which you is, go. uh, which is just some advice for you, Joe. Uh huh. Um, Seems like, compared to all of the other James Bond books, mm-hmm. um, nowhere but up. <laughs> 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 so yeah. Good like,
1: a good entry point because you won't be disappointed by any of the other ones.
0: <laughs> yeah. It seems like things will be looking pretty good for you if you just stick to this whole James Bond thing.
2: Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I believe
0: it. Guys, I don't yeah. know what themes we're doing, but I think next week we should bring up Buildings Roman. <laughs> Can you guys think like yeah, some not. weeks I feel like it's nothing
2: but buildings, Roman? What's that, Joe? I said some weeks I feel like it's nothing but buildings, Roman.
0: It's just yeah. one after another. <laughs> Why call this podcast You Don't Know Buildings, Roman?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very good idea. Very Stupid. good. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's
1: bring a buildings, Roman. Hey, Joe, I know we, yep. we've, just, we've just recently copped something out, but what if we copped out another book?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's in the spirit of the cop-out to do two cop-outs close together. That's true.
0: Holy shit! Just say the name of the book,
1: <laughs> Jane Eyre. We're
0: gonna read Jane, Jane Eyre and talk about it. Eyre. We may have
1: teased this many, many, many months ago, Litheads, and if we did, right. I'm sorry about that. But we do promise you. Next but now week it's coming. Definitely gonna talk about Jane Eyre. And as I, as I, as I think about this, it's a great episode, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you guys.
0: Hey, Ian. Are you yeah, gonna, Nick. are you gonna dive into Ian Fleming for us? a.k.a. Dr. Dribbles. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little bit. Because I wanna I wanna know a little bit more about this author. And maybe Joe, you can chime in too. I don't know if you did any uh competitive research on on on, on uh, Ian's author. author. Yeah, maybe you looked <laughs> him up a little bit, but would have been really um, smart, Joe. I'd like to know mm-hmm. a little bit more about this guy. Um
1: yeah, I'll tell you I'll tell you one or seventeen things about about Ian Fleming. Um he uh wrote these spy novels kind of based on his experiences as a spy or starting from his experiences as a spy. So Fleming? Sorry? What's that? He was a spy? He was a spy. What? He was a spy. In World War uh World War II he um he was involved in an operation called wait for it oh, operation huh? Goldeneye. Uh, oh, as well. whoa. I'm serious. I'm actually okay. serious. Okay.
0: Um
1: he was he was um he was he had this background in in um in, in spying. Espionage. Like like a lot of honestly, like a lot of uh 20th century white white male authors writing spy novels, he right. did a bunch of spying and was like, you know what, this is actually pretty good, and the public seems to like it. So Let me just go write some successful novels. Um, So he was involved in uh, uh, Operation Goldeneye, which was um, kind of an attempt to make sure that Francisco Franco, who is the the more or less in charge of Spain, uh, didn't end up helping um, Germany and um, Japan during sure uh, during he
2: too he, he, he was in charge of sitting in a room with Francisco Franco and saying, leave it.
1: <laughs> Do not no, help them. No, leave Francisco. It. Listen, I see you. I see you trying to call the Nazis. Don't. Don't pick up that but phone. It,
2: Don't you pick up that up Nazi happening.
1: phone. Uh, he didn't get much out of GoldenEye except for the name, um, which then became the name of his estate. Um, he was involved in, like like he, he to some extent based james bond on himself james bond is sort of like wish fulfillment sort of because mm-hmm. you know james is like the best spy and and i oh, think every spy really good who writes it, yeah. these kinds of novels writes what they wish what they wish it could be like um he also wrote a story called chitty chitty bang bang which you may be you may be you no know? he wrote yes. chitty chitty bang bang With Yes, a flying car yes he wrote this. I read Chitty Chitty Bang Bang long before I knew James Bond was a thing. And then, like, doing the research, I was like, oh, wow. Did not see that coming. That's, that's <laughs> surprising. Um, yeah. So uh, the James Bond film series, as you may know, is uh the highest grossing film franchise of all time, I think, still. um, wow. Because it's been around since 1960. Bigger than Harry Potter, bigger than Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, because Harry Potter only had eight films. It's a numbers game. Star Wars. Mm. And like even Marvel, it's not as, a bit, Marvel's not as big because like, mm. again, James Bond has been around for right. There's a lot of
0: James now. Bond out there. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of DVD sales. Yeah, mm. a lot of
1: DVD sales. Thank
0: you. Okay. Good. So you brought, uh, Ian, you brought an autobiography. So <laughs> what, uh, what, what's your book about, Ian? Okay. So uh, I'm going to first get something kind of a disclaimer out of the way. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. I'm assuming it's uh, probably about the sexism. <laughs>
1: yes, there are certain <laughs> elements of this book, which I find very, very despicable. James Bond oh, is not what yeah. we might call a good role model. He treats not just <laughs> women, but nearly every yeah. other human being with just sure. serious disrespect. There's this guy who shows up at the beginning of the story. and He's like, hello, James. He's, he's very nice. He's like, hello, James. Uh, We sat next to each other at a card game once where you defeated a bond villain. And um, could you help me with a problem? (laughs) Is that how he said it? (laughs) Well, more or less James Bond is so his internal monologue is so judgy. He's calling this guy like pink and fleshy and just like, he's so (laughs) mean to everyone. So he treats everyone with disrespect. I think age has not been kind to Mr. Bond. Like as we realized Old, as we get older and we realize that you shouldn't be mean to people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he comes in for a little bit of that when I recommend this book and I, I do recommend this book. I am recommending with reservations. I am not down <laughs> with how gross James Bond is in this book. So mm-hmm. full stop,
0: <laughs> full stop.
1: Like he makes, he he is, he's is not again, not a good, not a good role model. Um, now that's, now that's out of the way. Let me ask you this. When you hear, when I say the word canasta, what are your
0: associations? I I am in for it. So I just learned about how popular canasta was in the 60s and how it took this uh, nation by storm. And it's a game I really would like to learn how to play. So I am here for this. Amazing.
2: I think of old ladies who don't have bingo that night. Mm -hmm. So they
0: get together with their friends and play canasta. And they kind of say it like "Canasta." canasta. Like that's how they say it.
1: Well, interesting. That's not quite the the reaction I expected. Your enthusiasm (laughs) is um, confusing, Nick, but I'm glad you like it because this book begins with a high-pressure card game of Canasta.
0: Oh, that's on trend. Because when did this book come out? (laughs) 60s? Yep.
1: Yep. Right. Yep. Well, maybe like the, the historians of Bond are like, oh, maybe it was uh, June to uh, June to August of 1957 <laughs> when these activities yeah, took yeah, place. Yeah, but they're mostly, not listening, Ian.
0: That's yeah, fine. whatever. <laughs> yeah, but that's who we're uh, alienating
1: this week. So yeah. um, this book begins with a high pressure canasta game and then it proceeds after that, after a while to a high pressure golf game. And then there is mm-hmm. a high pressure, slow speed car chase across France. And then there is an attempt to rob Fort Knox with a nuclear weapon. Um, wow. Wait, wow,
2: that's amazing. I like the last one the best. I'm most intrigued by the slow speed car chase, but robbing <laughs> Fort Knox with a nuclear weapon is pretty cool. Yep.
0: Yeah. How slow are we talking here, Ian? Are we, is this like months, years? How Well, how no. the pace here?
1: No, but like when... It's really hard to describe this section of the book because... Um, James Bond wants to figure out where Goldfinger, our main character and supervillain is heading, but he doesn't know. Um, And so he, he plants a, uh, a homing device in Goldfinger's car. And then he has to stay within a hundred miles of Goldfinger's car, Mm. but he can't get too close or Goldfinger will spot him. So what he does is he, uh, just sort of tools along back roads in France and has a really nice picnic under a bridge and stays kind of cautiously close and eventually tracks Goldfinger all the way to Switzerland. But yes, high speed, slow, high, high pressure, slow speed. I would say, like, so I read this over the course of an afternoon. It is fun. Um, it it doesn't like. There's not too much in the same place. Um, he's really like. So so we have a lot of variety. Um, he's really good at sort of suggesting um, or foreshadowing like what's going to happen, but not telling you. And then it does happen. You're like, oh, he said that was going to happen. So there's a moment when two people are like spying on spying uh, there it is spies spying on a um on a lair uh, 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 an evil uh, an an evil guy's lair uh, goldfinger's lair and he mentions fleming mentions that there is a device on the top of the roof which is spinning in circles and he kind of describes it and it looks kind of like a like a telescope of some sort um like a radio telescope and then they make some noises and the spinning device stops and points at them. And then all of a sudden they're captured. And it's like, Oh, Oh, that was a gadget. That was (laughs) like um, a (laughs) long, a a long range acoustic microphone that picked him up and and said, Oh, there they are. I have a question for you, Ian.
0: Yeah. And I suppose Joe. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. All right. So whenever I've seen the movies, love the movies, very pivotal in, uh, my youth. Yes. Here's my question. Whenever I hear about the books, it's always like, oh, well, the movies never do the books justice because, like, this character's like dark and gritty, and he's got, like, this alcohol abuse issues, and he's, like, a really troubled character. And, like, it's, it's like, this it's, like, this whole, that's really the message of the story is, like, this guy isn't a hero. He's, like, the anti-hero, and he's got real problems, and he, he gets, I don't know, that's, like, part, that's, like, really what james bond is all about is that no joe said that's not coming through but i've always questioned whether that's actually done well at all or if that's just big fans saying like grasping for straws at like a a better story like does the i mean i know you didn't read the whole series but like i've I've read other i've read other bond books okay does does it get is it actually good or is that just grasping for straws? I would say I would say what I said before. It's not high art where we're like
1: asked to dwell on the moral ramifications of governments employing people like James to to do their dirty work. It is right. I, I don't really like this term, but I'll use it because it's really descriptive here. It's escapist. Like, yeah, Bond kills people. Bond has twinges of conscience about it. Bond doesn't treat women well at all. He doesn't treat other people very well at all. There is a degree to which it's like, oh, but is Bond really good? But like, he's cool. He's the best. Yeah. He's really cool. Uh, he's a bit of an Edward, huh? The book presents him <laughs> as the greatest, the strongest, the best, the coolest, the smartest. Um, He can't overcome everything,
0: but he does. He ends up overcoming everything that he right. needs to Right, Yeah. Him. See, that's what I, yeah. So I think, you know, we talked about him being a bad character, but don't forget, too, that he does murder people. <laughs> uh, quite a few <laughs> so people. I really in can't my underscore book. that yeah. enough is that he does really all the bad things in life. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's interesting. Does he have yeah. really cool bronze hair, which is the best color hair? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you mention, um,
1: Edward Cullen and and, um, and Robert Pattinson. Right. Because Robert Pattinson is going to play Batman in an upcoming film. And I no, think the best comparison, honestly, one of the best comparisons that we might be able to understand right now is Bond as Batman. So this book, mm. I think you should read this book and not The Man with the Golden Gun because this book encapsulates what Bond stories really are. Now, and there, there are some Bond stories that are really grim and serious and some of them are like really, really goofy. Just like with Batman, like they're the, mm-hmm. the grim and gritty. There are the, yeah. the really goofy ones. Most Bond, most good Bond is somewhere in between. It's not really like actual. They're not doing actual spying unless like crouching down and overhearing a villain is spying. Bond doesn't do much spying. He's more like Batman with fewer morals and less trauma so yeah and I'll fly around gotham
0: city that's not hard to have less trauma than batman <laughs> no no he's not brooding true well he's Who a little beat brooded. your parents to death in front of you <laughs> like okay jesus is this a kid's thing is this
1: a kid's book <laughs> bond bon has <laughs> colorful villains he has mm. gadgets he takes a lot of punishment he is this kind of symbol. He seems like he's the only guy who can solve the problems. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks he's great, except for when they don't. It's just like I think Batman is a good way to understand. Bond's not a Bond's not a superhero, but he's kind of on that stylized spectrum. He, he's pretty Batman. Bond stories are famous for the Bond villains and the henchmen and the Bond girls. Um, can you guys name a Bond henchman? Oh, yeah, the guy with the hat. What's his wait, name? Wait, wait, wait. Doc- odd Job, Odd Job. Well, guess yeah. what? This book has Odd Job.
2: Wait, okay. Can I can I name another one? Um, I guess if you want to show off, Joe. Jaws.
0: Ooh, good job, Jazz is also pretty
2: good. I'm, I'm only thinking of GoldenEye on the N64. <laughs> uh, I think that might be the end of characters that I can name.
1: Right, if you play if you play GoldenEye on N64, you've got to play as Oddjob. So Oddjob is a karate expert who has a bowler hat, which has a knife in the brim. One of the ways that Oddjob is described as one of three people in the world to have a black belt in karate.
0: Wow.
1: That can't be correct. And there's all kinds of racist stuff with Oddjob but I've already put that behind us. Oddjob is an amazing henchman, and he's so cool as a henchman that he's like almost equal in terms of villainy to our main villain, Goldfinger. Like he is a huge threat to Bond. Well, he's a um, huge threat on the N64. (laughs) (laughs) Now I got to say a couple things about Goldfinger. There was a Hungarian architect (laughs) whose name was real life. I'm talking IRL here. His name was Erno Goldfinger. And when he found out that Ian Fleming was going to use the name Goldfinger <laughs> you for a international dreadful monstrous gold smuggler guy, he tried to, he threatened to sue Ian Fleming Dr. Dribbles. And Ian Fleming Dr. Dribbles in return said, "Okay, here's here's my counteroffer. I will the book is already like sent to press, so I can't change it, but I will in have them insert a slip of paper called an erratum slip. Which it changes the name to Goldprick, and I will explain <laughs> why I'm changing the name to Goldprick. Uh huh. Erno Goldfinger settled out of
0: court. Wow! So they paid him off. So, uh, so, so he did of.
2: not want he did not want a slip of paper that said Goldprick instead.
0: Correct. Um.
1: So weird. So Goldfinger is a really I think he's a really really good Bond villain. No, some Bond villains are too like legitimate threats in the real world. You don't want that. You want your bond villains to be kind of like out there, to be to be remarkable. And Goldfinger in in pro wrestling they say he has a gimmick. His gimmick is very simple. He loves gold. Oh my he god. He's obsessed with gold. He thinks gold what is the heel. best. He wants gold. He covets gold. So he's kind mm. of cartoonish. One of the ways he kills sure. people is by painting them gold so that their skin can't <laughs> breathe. Apparently, this is a medical thing. I don't think it actually is. But like paint him gold. Their skin can't breathe. Yeah, they'll die. He him. is. He's the cartoonish. But the, the Midas touch. But he's also very powerful, very intelligent, very cruel. Um, he's extremely wealthy. Um, he like he he and he traps bond over and over and over so he's a villain. He's a serious villain. You take him seriously, but you also like see him as this outsized cartoonish villain.
0: He paints people gold to kill them. I don't understand what's cartoonish about that. No, that seems <laughs> that seems normal. <laughs> oh, man. Haven't you um, ever picked up a paper, Ian? That's how most people are killed these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to wrap up today with a game. Oh, okay. I want to end game, with a game. Game. <sighs> game. If we're talking... If we're talking about Ian Fleming, Dr. Dribbles, we're talking mm-hmm. about gold in the Bond books, right. Bond stories. We cannot ignore the okay. cultural touchstone that yes. is yeah. Austin Powers. Ooh, oh, of course. Groovy. <laughs>
2: so- yeah. As you're talking about Goldfinger, I do think of Austin Powers peeling off his skin. Or, or I guess not Austin <laughs> Powers, Mike Myers peeling off his skin in
1: that one movie. Great. Right. The game is called Finger <laughs> Fact or Member Fact.
0: Oh! I'm going to yep. read a quote. I don't like the word finger.
1: I don't like the word member.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't like anything that you just said.
1: I'm going to read a quote, and you have to discern whether this is something that classic Bond villain Arc Goldfinger from Ian Fleming's 1959 novel Goldfinger says... Or, or if it's something that gold member from the truly dreadful 2002 film starring whoa. Beyonce called Austin powers and gold member says, so okay. is it Goldfinger or is it gold? Let's not rip on royalty here, but I bet Beyonce
2: would like people to forget that she was in that movie. Like I had, <laughs> I had no recollection of that. Like I feel like Beyonce is high class and I do not associate her with that movie.
1: <laughs> That's my favorite Beyonce fact that there is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's how she got her big break. That's how she got started. I mean, before the time traveling. But anyway, um, right. all right. Here's your first quote. So I'll read you a quote, and you sell, you tell me finger fact if it's Arach Goldfinger or member yeah. fact if yeah, it's the rules are very same. clear, Ian. The rules By are gold, very heart. clear. Okay. We're, We're got ready got to go. Yeah, okay, cool. Here's finger is, fact uh, or gold fact. First quote: There <laughs> have been many people who wished me ill, and their remains resemble those of hedgehogs squashed upon the roads in summertime.
2: That feels like a member fact. Hedgehogs, that feels very silly. Like, I know Goldfinger's a little silly, but that feels very silly.
0: Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say it's from James Bond because I don't think Austin Powers would ever use the word upon.
1: <laughs> upon. <laughs> All right. Uh, technically, technically, Nick is correct. That is a finger yeah. fact. Uh. Finger that is fact. something that uh, goldfinger Finger says fact. in one of
0: his one of his evil villainous monologues. Yeah, that sounds like a a monologue. Yeah, exactly. And How it's many actually in your book. Is every page just a different monologue? Um, no. There's there's a let like maybe three, Two. but
1: it's it's yeah. not there's not a lot. Okay. No, there's there's a lot more like evil schemes coming to fruition. Um, so uh, <laughs> here's another <one. laughs> here's another one. Uh I want everyone to have an Amsterdam good time. Finger fact oh. remember fact. Member Fact.
2: 100%. That dude's from Amsterdam. I remember that.
0: It's got to be Member Fact. Which one is Member Fact again, Joe? Hey, Joe. Uh, can I get uh, a sidebar with Joe here real quick? Yeah, sure. Right, I'll Joe. Take off my Joe, which one was yep. uh, Member Fact? Is Ma-
2: member one? is the one where Austin Powers peels off his skin. Austin Powers is member. And then what's
0: the yep, other one? Got it. That we're trying the other one change. is James Bond, James. I Fleming. Mean, that's what we've
2: been talking about for the last hour.
0: <laughs> <James Bond>. okay, <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, we are done. We're approaching the bench. Yeah,
2: uh, you could put your headphones back on.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I just have um, I'm going to say the Austin Powers one. Yeah, you guys mm-hmm. are both right. This is
1: definitely a member fact. And in fact, he <laughs> says it in, in member fact, he says it with a, a Dutch accent. So okay. I don't know why Fantastic. that movie hated Dutch people so much, but uh, there it is. Um, here's All the last one. Right. I think one, it's two to guys. one right now. Yeah. All yeah. Go Nick, the last are one? up two to one. So, wait, 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 wait. Is that true?
2: Yes, yes, oh, that's Come true. Pay I'm sorry. Congratulations. Ian, right, you never the last attention. Right, last one worth two
1: points. Yep. Uh, no, last one is worth one point, <laughs> but but there is a bonus. Case, there's a bonus I opportunity shrundle. if we do
0: end uh, up. Tied. I think there's a bonus one on here, though. Yeah, probably a bonus point. There's a bonus point. Okay, here
1: yep. we go. I love gold. Finger fact or member fact?
0: Ooh, I think this I is got this one question. already. I, yeah, I, I, I also would
2: like to say trick question. I think they
0: both, both. say it. We're saying a, bo- a member, 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 both of us are saying your are the is correct. Both
1: of them yeah, say it. it's, a, it's always For a trick an extra question. point. Cause we are, we are in the tiebreaker round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which green Bay Packers quarterback yells. <laughs> I love gold after he scores a touchdown in a reference to Austin powers. Don magic. Mikowski.
0: I'm gonna go Aaron Rodgers. And Nick, you win with a grand total oh, of three. Suck to one. it, Joe. What? Wow. I want to magic magic, magic.
1: Magic, he liked to say I love silver, which seems like kind of a oh. cop out. Yeah,
0: that was funny. Hmm. I think um, for the purposes of this uh, 50th episode just turning into an Ian Fleming episode, um, <laughs> which is mostly just due to poor planning, which perfectly underscores and is totally on brand for this show, um, I, if I were to read a James Bond book, it's definitely going to be Ian. So Joe, you lose. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. Uh, just do, and, and that was just really highlighted by all the reviews I read, which were, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and litheads, Um, if you want to keep hearing the gold
2: of this show week after week, after mm-hmm. week, one of the best nice. things you can do to help us is nice head to show. our website, you don't know, and leave a book, re- uh, I'm sorry, a book recommendation or boy, God knows that we need help in theme recommendations. Although mm. this week's theme, you know what, I think let's take good. that off
0: the table. I don't want any recommendations on themes ever.
2: Okay, hey, litheads! <laughs> stuff your themes. Take your themes and stuff
0: them. Lit I head. think we have that department clearly under wraps. I mean, we bring incredible themes every week. That's true, right? Gold, but, hey, lit- big city journeys. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing we can do to stop you, but know that we'll be
1: That's true. Congratulations, Ian. Thank you, Joe. All right, I was going to read a rambling monologue, but instead, I decided to read some action. Stuff. yeah do some action so um james bond how ha- this is towards the end of the book not at the very end uh james bond has um shoes with knives in them because right, of course right. and very cool. um, he's captured but they don't realize that his shoes have knives goes to the bathroom takes the knives out puts them in his uh knives i guess out. waistband very dangerous because there are a lot of veins down there um right. but he you is, can't like high step
0: he- what's that and your gold your gold members down there too
1: yeah, you can't do your, can't do your, you can't do your kick line, any of it. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, Bond wiener, realizes that if yeah, he's not careful, it. the hijacked airplane he's on will be flown to the Soviet Union and he'll be dead. Classic. Uh, so he's, this is how he <laughs> uh, plots his escape. Odd Job is sitting in the seat in front of him by a window, and Bond. Odd Job never relaxes his guard. Bond has a plan. Bond kept his snores exactly even. Getting under Oddjob's guard would be as difficult as getting past a hungry mastiff. Slowly, inch by inch, he crouched forward on the balls of his feet and reached for- with his knife hand between the wall and Oddjob's seat. Now his hand was there. Now the needle-sharp tip of the dagger was aimed at the center of the square inch of window he had chosen. Bond grasped the edge of his seatbelt, end of his seatbelt tightly in his hand, drew the knife back 2 inches and lunged bond had had no idea what would happen when he cut through the window all he knew from the newspaper reports of previous depressurizations is that the suction out of the pressurized cabin had whirled the passenger next to the window out through the window and into space. Now as he whipped back his dagger, there was a fantastic howl, almost a scream of air, and Bond was sucked violently against the back of Oddjob's seat with a force that tore the end of the seatbelt from his hand over the back of the seat he witnessed a miracle odd jobs body seemed to elongate toward the howling black aperture there was a crash as his head went through and his shoulders hit the frame then as if his body was toothpaste it was slowly foot by foot sucked through with a terrible whistling noise through the aperture now odd job was out to his waist now the huge buttock stuck and the human paste moved only inch by inch Then, with a loud boom, the buttocks got through and the legs disappeared as if shot from a gun. After that came the end of the world. With an appalling crash of crockery from the galley, the huge plane stood on its nose and dived. The last thing Bonds knew before he blacked out was the high scream of the engines through the open window and a fleeting vision of pillows and rugs whipping out into space past his eyes. Then, with a final desperate embrace of the seat in front... Bond's oxygen-starved body collapsed
0: in a sear of lung pain. I don't think I've ever read a book that used the word buttocks so much. Oh my god! Like twice in a sentence. Twice in a <laughs> sentence. And then back to that buttocks. It's a romp, a romp, romp. Happy fiftieth, boys.
2: Happy fiftieth! Congratulations on fifty. Oh.